0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back, or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the Mind Wealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about life for the next little bit. I look forward to hearing your stories, sharing some of mine, and talking through some of the problems that we've all been experiencing. I feel like talking a bit about my journey, and maybe my friends, is where we'll start. And where do we go from here? Well, let's figure that out along the way. But in the meantime, let's chat. Today, we're going to be covering a topic that we have all experienced at one time or another, self-doubt. While this may not be something that affects everything in your life, from time to time, it may creep up and hold you back. So we're going to chat about self-doubt, where it comes from, and how some of my friends and I deal with it when it rears its ugly head. So if that sounds like something you'd enjoy learning a bit about, here we go. What exactly is self-doubt? We've all had it at times where we felt uneasy in a decision or our skills overthinking a situation, wondering how others will view us, and allowing fear to keep us from moving forward. Where does this distrust in ourself and our skills come from? Well, there are a few places that self-doubt is created. First, it could come from your childhood attachment styles. If you lived in a home where you weren't consistently experiencing positive interactions with your caregivers, you may see yourself having more issues in this area as positive interactions allow you to create a secure attachment and are said to allow a foundation for good relationships in the future. The knowledge that you can rely on a caregiver for your needs is something that helps you fight self-doubt. So if you did not have that growing up, you're more likely to struggle. Self-doubt may also stem from being in consistently criticizing situations. If it's at work, school, or in a relationship, consistent criticism also plants the seeds of self-doubt. When you are constantly told you're incapable of doing something, you are more likely to internalize the thoughts of inadequacy and decreasing your overall self-worth. This may also come from within yourself. The availability for life comparisons through social media right now may have you saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not as far as these other people I know and I should be. Beating yourself up over not being where you want to be consistently also increases your self-doubt. But the truth is, when you live in this world of comparison, you're robbing yourself of your individuality and what makes you special, thus causing you feel displaced, or as if you're an imposter in your own life. Imposter syndrome also goes hand-in-hand with self-doubt. While women suffer more frequently than men from this, fundamentally it is the feeling that you haven't achieved enough, you aren't worthy of your achievements, and you're not reaching your full potential. While these things can sometimes be motivating thoughts, In the imposter syndrome case, they're debilitating and potentially keep you from achieving your dreams. So how do we fix this constant feeling of unworthiness? I can tell you what doesn't help. When you're already at your core, do not believe in yourself. All the self-help and motivation in the world won't fix it. Because at the center of the issue is that you truly believe that you are lacking. So in order to move out of these emotions, you have to fix your thought processes and what is causing you to feel as if you're not good enough. Journaling is something that a lot of people in the process of trying to find themselves do. It can help you pin down your internal processes and get to the root of what is really holding you back. For one of my friends in particular, journaling has become a way to release those negative feelings onto the page and allow yourself to change the narrative, because you're literally writing the story. So first she would brain dump all the bad things that she thought about herself, maybe that day, Maybe that week. Just whatever was on her mind. And then she'd follow it up with positives and achievements. She'd write it in sentences like she'd already achieved the things. She'd write things like I am enough. I have enough. I am worthy. I'm so excited to be living a life where I am in control of how I think about myself. For her, taking ownership over the things before they have come to fruition really pushed her into the mindset of growing and getting better. And maybe if you're familiar with the term, faking it until you make it. Questioning yourself is another powerful tool to use. When you take time out of your day to inspect your actions and really try to understand what behaviors you are doing and why, you give yourself more power over the situation. Allowing your brain to step back and work the problem as if you were on the outside looking in. Another way to achieve this is to put your mind in a space where you are giving advice to a friend. As we are our own harshest critics, step back and think, Would I treat somebody I care about this way? If not, why am I treating myself this way? Do I really deserve this negativity? Giving yourself time to reframe those negative thoughts, or at the very least sit with them and put them away, will really help you start to see the patterns of when the self-doubt starts to seep in. Starting rituals is another tool that you could use to help you interrupt the habits of worrying or self-doubt. Starting rituals are things you do every day to get yourself ready to go through the hard tasks, and in this case, break the previous habitual negative thought patterns. They help you build a link between the ritual and subsequent actions. For me, I found it very difficult to start sharing my own personal life, for a lot of reasons, and one of the major ones is not believing that I was qualified to speak on topics. So, my personal starting ritual is allowing myself time to research and really just dig into what interests me. What am I going to talk about? Absorb the information and share it as if I was doing a project for school? While this is very specific to me and how I function, here are some other starting rituals you might try until you find something specific to you, perhaps going for a morning walk and then attacking an important task you've been putting off, or tidying your kitchen before you go to sleep to give you a sense of accomplishment and allow for an easier time to rest with a cleared mind or Meditating for five minutes before you start reading your emails. This will put you in the headspace and tee you up for getting right to work the more that you practice it. These tasks will help you push out self doubt, as getting right to the meat of the work is the kind of pre programming you need in your day, which stops you from maybe overthinking or doubting before you get started. Finally, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT, is another powerful tool for helping you combat your feelings of self doubt. A therapist or mental health professional will guide you through the process of understanding your problematic ways of thinking, and help you stop or redirect them. The more you sit with your thoughts and feelings, the more you may come to realize that they are unrealistic or overly critical. And then, through the help of therapy, you'll start to recognize when you are being or thinking that way, and halt or reverse your own negative thinking. But maybe you can't stand the thought of going to therapy, or you can't afford it. There are many online resources with information on how you can do some of the practices on your own. I will put a link in my show notes for a positive psychology website that has some worksheets for tips on how to make CBT accessible to you from your own home. Specifically, the case formula worksheet and ABC functional analysis might help lead you into unhindering yourself of doubt through self-actualization. Whatever way you choose, or several ways, I hope something here has helped you today. I hope you get out there and make the most of your day in spite of any self-doubts you might have. And as always, it's important to remember that the road to healing isn't instantaneous. It will take time. You will mess up. And you're going to have to start over sometimes. That's okay. If you catch yourself being self-deprecating, try first noting that you have been negative, and then stopping to give yourself a compliment instead. You've got this. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you would like to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode, with some occasional oddball freebie episodes thrown in. Feel free to follow me at mindwealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. Looking forward to seeing you next week.